This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I finished these fights. Give me a hell, yeah. Top Rope Nation. Learn to love it. It's the best thing going today. What's up, wrestling fans? This is episode 87 of the Top Rope Nation Wrestling Podcast. We are here to break down WWE Fastlane this Sunday on the WWE Network, the final stop on the road to WrestleMania. My name's Ryan Drosty of comicbook.com. I'm joined here by my usual two trusty sidekicks, as well as a returning guest, a longtime friend of the show. We're really excited to have him back on. We'll get to him here in just a second. But first of all, I want to throw it out to the crown prince of Waterloo, Iowa, Justin Joint. What's going on this week, Justin? Uh, not much. You know, I, I rocked sideburns for like 20 years because of Luke Perry. So I, I just want to send my condolences to uh, his family, family and uh, jungle boy over in AEW. Yes, that was, that was some horrible news. I think anyone that grew up in the, the nineties, you know, had to respect him. So I, I was shocked when I heard about that and I didn't even realize the connection with his son. Did you guys know that before his death that that was his son? Yes. Anyone here? Yeah, I, I did not. I, did I was. Not. I uh, found out about it today. Someone told me. I was like, oh, okay. Wow. It's crazy. So I didn't know he was from Ohio. <laughs> I didn't know that either until I saw that. Yeah. So pretty crazy. Speaking of Ohio, let me just introduce him. Kyle Ross. What's going on in Cleveland? Just getting ready for that last stop on the road to WrestleMania, baby. Kyle's going to be there this Sunday at Fastlane. So we're going to get his live perspective on the show next week when we break it all down. So be interesting to see what you've got in mind for the show, Kyle, since you're going to be there. By the way, what kind of tickets do you have? Where are you going to be sitting? I have no idea. No idea? No. <laughs> I, I heard your buddy, friend of the show, um, he's going to be wearing his Top Rope Nation hoodie to the event. He did mention that. I bought, uh, you know, I just got back from Florida and uh, Hulk Hogan had a memorabilia shop in Clearwater. Bought a old school uh, American made white shirt that he used to wear in like 84, 85. Remember that one? I do. You bought that? Yeah. Shocking. I know. Patriotism has been co-opted by the grand old party, hasn't it? But (laughs) nobody tells me what to buy. Well, I was was pretty excited to hear your boy Brian's going to be wearing his Top Rope Nation hoodie at WWE Fastlane. Get the word out there on the podcast. Uh, Kyle, I know you got a Top Rope Nation shirt, so you can consider wearing that as well. Are you guys going together? Are you sitting together, yeah, by the way? Yeah. But yeah, you know, the problem with the, me, I can't wear it. It's a large, and I'll be honest with you, buddy. I've been eating a lot recently. and <laughs> There's I'm been sure. nothing else to do this winter. Yeah, not sure I want to go out in public wearing the 
sporting a large. <laughs> just look more just like throw a hoodie on. Look throw a hoodie like on a, over it. It'll look more like a medium. <laughs> oh man! All right, let me just change gears here. Let's throw it out to our buddy in Philadelphia. He's been on the show a couple times before. I think last summer was the last time he was on. Maybe the Extreme Rules post show. We did last summer. You know him from BroadStreetHockey.com. He formerly wrote back in the days of TopRopePress.com, which gave birth to this podcast. Mr. Bill Matz on the line. Bill, what's going on? Oh, what's going on, guys? Good to be back. I was gonna. I was just about to say I should have worn my uh, my Top Rope Press T-shirt that I sport around sometimes. There you go. But that Retro. is. Uh, it's about a size too small at this point as well. So. I don't know how great of a look it is. This is a general theme going on. <laughs> yeah, so Bill, I, I wanted to throw a plug out, by the way, because you actually, as luck would have it, just today, you started a wrestling show. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I just got a job with a, a local radio, a sports radio station out here, 94 WIP. I'm doing mostly production work right now, but there's a couple of people who were interested in doing a, a wrestling podcast there for a while. The station has been like recently launching a bunch of podcasts like the Phillies one just took off with Bryce Harper and all that. So they're like, oh, let's do a wrestling one. WrestleMania is right around the corner and it's called Smarks and Stripes. Uh, it's me and another fan. And our third host is uh, Kevin Keenan, who is a former WWE referee. He was in Ring of Honor for a while. I think he did Final Deletion, actually, as well. So, uh, of, like, a veteran ref who now is a producer at the station. And, yeah, we did our first episode today, and it wasn't terrible. So, I guess that's the best I can say for it right now. That's awesome. I love the name. Name is tremendous. Yeah, um, we, I, I was working with the guy just one day, and it just kind of, I just kind of spit it out. Because I was like, I'm trying to do something with stripes or something, because you're a ref. I was like, smarks and stripes, perfect. And it's we just <laughs> ran with it. So where where can we check this out in the future? Like what what web address should our listeners go to if they want to tune in? Uh just go to 94, the numbers 94wip.com, and it's under the podcast tab, or it'll be up on iTunes and all that stuff uh shortly. Okay. Sounds in the next great. Next couple of days, I suppose. Looking forward to it. Bill always does quality work. Like I said, the hockey radio with the Philadelphia Flyers, very well known and really happy for you. You got that wrestling show coming. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to tuning in. So. I'm looking forward to doing it. It's a couple of guys I've never really worked with before, but we did the first one today and it went on pretty well. So chemistry was good. Pretty happy with it. Excellent. Great to hear. Well, guys, if you're new to Top Rope Nation, if you're watching here on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. It helps us out a lot. Uh, we're trying to get that subscriber number up, up so we can do more live broadcasts, promote the show a little bit better. Um, if you're on iTunes, hit subscribe as well. Leave us a five-star rating. It helps us out. We are on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, pretty much wherever podcasts are found, topropenation.com as well. So guys, like I said, it's been quite a while well, not really quite well, two weeks, but it feels like it feels like more than two weeks since we last did a show because so much has happened in the wrestling world. I've been sick, if you can't tell from my voice. So uh, that's why we didn't have a show last week. Sorry about that. But we're looking to cover quite a bit of ground this week. So last week we had Roman Reigns return. Uh, great news, obviously, with his um, bout with leukemia going almost as well as possible. Uh, we've got the Shield reunion now, the Shield in action. For Fastlane, where Kyle will be in attendance uh, this this Sunday, so we're going to break down the show, give our predictions here in just a second. But I just wanted to hit on some news items since we have been off the air for two weeks. So 
Where are you guys at as far as uh, the Shield reunion goes? How excited are you to see them back together? Uh, let me just start out to to Bill right away. What what was your reaction to seeing the Shield reunite last or yeah this past Monday night? I guess yeah, Raw was in Philly this past Monday, so I actually was there. Uh, it was it got over first of all. People were looking, were you know going Dean, Dean, and they were all about it. Um, you know if this is Dean Ambrose's send off. I guess what else what else would fit if he's not going to be here, uh, you know, for more than a month or whatever it's going to be a few more weeks. The Shield, Dean Ambrose, that's the best thing he did here uh, with this pay-per-view, this Fastlane pay-per-view. I was talking to my buddy who I went to Raw with and we were just like, man, if they just didn't have this thing, like you have to build in more storylines just to get to it. And then after like, you need somewhere to go. And it was, well, what else can they do? Brock's obviously not going to defend his title, so there's nothing else to do with Seth. How can you have neither of the guys who are going to be in at least the men's main event on that pay-per-view? So you got to do something with them. Uh, in terms of what WWE can do, yeah, I'm fine with it. It's the Shield. Who doesn't love the Shield? Um, it's weird that, you know, one week Dean's a heel and the next week he's like, oh, no, go beat Brock. I'm your friend again. Like mm -hmm. I, I, but that's WWE. So what are you going to do about that? I heard you talking about it on your last show. Um, it's weird, but that's what they do. Uh, I'm, I'm cool with it. The Shield is great. Who doesn't love the Shield? So yeah. Did you get this shirt that everyone's talking about on Twitter when they were in Philadelphia? By the way, I, I didn't know. I'm like in the process of getting a, uh, getting a house right now, and uh, my girl is kind of put the shutdown on pro wrestling T-shirt uh, spending. Oh, that but is no, unfortunate. We, we don't have a spot for this, let alone more. And um, so, yeah, I, I couldn't. I wanted one. I wanted one bad, but I couldn't come home with it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, there's this T-shirt going around. It says "The Road to WrestleMania." It's got the Philadelphia Flyers mascot on it. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, so. it, it was really cool. Everyone on Twitter was like, "Bill, you got one, right?" I was like, "No." no. <laughs> I saw like a bunch of wrestling like journalists tweeting out that they got the shirt somehow. So like oh, around the country. So yeah. I, I thought Bill was, I thought Bill was the second highest paid guy in Philadelphia behind Bryce Harper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm. 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 I think I'm third. I. I, I think I'm right there. I think they're still paying off uh, Andrew Bynum, and then I'm right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should be top three, Bill. So I'm <laughs> damn glad to hear it. Uh, Justin, the Shield reunion. Your thoughts? Uh, I think Bill actually uh, nailed how I feel about it exactly. I think for anybody who listens to this show knows how uh, annoyed I've been with what they've done with Dean since the heel turn. Um, that was just a travesty. Uh, anytime the Shield gets back together, I'm going to be a happy guy. I was hyped for it. Um, I, I wish they would have hammered home a little bit more. Uh, about why Roman would be so forgiving for Dean saying he deserved to have leukemia. It would have mm -hmm. been simple, just like, you know, he had leukemia. And it's like, he knows uh, life can be short, maybe forgiven, you know, move on. Um, so I, I just wish they would have hammered that down a little bit more. But other than that, I, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I think it's I think it's totally understandable why, why, why they're doing it, you know, with Dean on his way out. This is like the last chance possibly to do it. But I agree there, there's some elements of that storyline that could have been addressed, but, mm. you know, they're just going for it. Whatever. <laughs> they think wrestling fans have short memories, Kyle. Yeah, to piggyback off what everyone said, number one, it feels like the biggest thing on this show. You know, Bill kind of hinted, and this is going to be one of my kind of over 
overarching themes when we talk about the pay-per-view that, you know, a lot of these matches just kind of feel like, well, they know where they're going at WrestleMania, but they have to, they have this pay-per-view and they have to do something at it. And it's almost dare. I, I don't want to use the term needless, but it seemed, you know, in some cases, it's just like an extra step that just has to be done. Um, as far as the reunion itself goes, you know, I think I said this two weeks ago. It's basically just, you know, with the stuff they expect us to forget or don't care if we forget or don't care if we remember. It's just a mea culpa. That Ambrose heel turn sucked. I've yeah. said it once. I'll say it 72 times. It People don't like when the Shield feuds with each other. It didn't work the first time. wasn't working this time. And it won't work again if they try it a third time. <laughs> but Heel Ambrose wears coats. That's what makes him a bad guy. He wears yeah. coats. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the problem, you know, it's one of those deals where, and I'll bring this, I'll save this for the pay-per-view talk. Um, I'll make a comparison of something I don't want them to actually do. Uh, with two other guys, and I'll bring it around to the Shield when we get there. All right. People don't like when the Shield wrestles. It makes, and you know, the thing was just like, well, you know, there was the heat was lacking because it's like, well, all right, Dean turned on Seth, but you know, Seth had turned on Dean before. It was just people just didn't want it, man. Yeah, it sucks though because we had pretty high hopes for that Dean Ambrose heel turn when it happened. You know, he's uh, the goofy baby face. Dean Ambrose ne never was very good either. And so I had high hopes, but yeah, it, it really did suck for it, lack of a better term. Yeah. I actually liked it until that match with Seth at the pay-per-view just sucked all the air out of the room. They, mm -hmm. they just booked that match completely wrong. Yeah. Well, the other, the other big storyline going on obviously is everything happening with Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair. And I did want to, Quickly discuss before we get to fast lane. Um, what's been going on on Twitter and Instagram between Rhonda and Becky? Because a lot of different thoughts going around the wrestling world on this and and where people are at because it's kind of like this worked shoot situation right now, right? Uh, there's different reports out there of were they doing everything that was endorsed by the office? Did Rhonda go too far? Oh um, no! So today Rhonda had a tweet. Uh, or no, it was an interview, I believe, talking about uh, like a video she posted talking about how, you know, wrestling's fake. It's all scripted and she can kick all their asses anyways. Do you guys have a problem with in building a storyline, admitting the product just straightforward like that is scripted? Does that take away from what they're doing or is this just like a, a thread of reality that makes you buy in even more? What are your thoughts, Bill? Yeah, I like the idea of where it was kind of headed in terms of, oh, maybe they did take it a step too far. Were they supposed to say that? Like, that's all good stuff. That's that's if you're getting us to question it, the, the most, you know, what's more jaded than an Internet fan? Like if you're getting people who are checking their social media to question it, that's good when you do go. Oh, yeah, well, it's just a storyline. Like, obviously, I could kill them. Uh, well, that kind of kills the momentum a little because part of the beauty of this storyline is Rhonda could kill them, literally murder them. But Becky's character is so strong. Everyone's like, yeah, no, it's fine. She's actually uh, could win a fight against her. Yeah, sure. And it, it, it's been working. I thought this week it really lost a lot of momentum with a lot of this stuff and the way they handled putting Becky back in and everything. But I guess we'll get to that when we talk about the pay-per-view. But yeah. Uh, 
it was working for me up to a certain point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, call, call me old school. I didn't like what happened with Ronda today. I, I thought last week what they were doing on Twitter was all right. Um, I think, I think Rhonda had to tweet something about like, she didn't really care what the script said. She was going to kick her ass or something along those lines. Oh, uh, I don't know. I was okay with that, but the comments today, I thought went a little bit far. I think Kyle's going to disagree with us here though. Kyle. I don't care as much when it's not on TV. I mean, this is a, I've talked about it before. This is, (laughs) there's a lot of stuff going on in this feud, the, or the whole build of the main event that's very 2019 that we would not have ever talked about before. And, you know, I (laughs) talking about if it's on TV or not, you know, uh, you know, we just had triple H talk about, Oh, that wasn't Ric Flair. That was Richard Fleer. So, you know, I'm not going to single out Rhonda when we got triple H doing that on TV. Well, I mean, yeah, his real name, but he didn't say that, Ric Flair couldn't kick anyone's well, ass in a well, fight. Well, he also called like Batista. Oh, you're playing bad guy 101. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I always do appreciate that. Like the rules just don't apply to Hunter. Like he can come <laughs> out and just push the envelope a little in terms of the swearing, and he can go, "Dave, you're playing heel right now," and I'm not gonna. Oh, you're not here because you hate Philly. Like I, I just love how the rules don't so much apply to him. I, I find that hilarious. I feel like what Ronda is doing, it's a way to get on the people who really, really. <laughs> we've talked about it's a it's a way to like work these fans who should know better into a shoot. What she's doing. Like people are, oh, you shouldn't say that, Ronda Rousey. Oh, you know, you didn't pay your dues, Ronda. Like she's playing into that. It's a very 2019 thing. It's why you know WWE feels right, wrong, or otherwise they couldn't do a traditional build of Becky versus Ronda, traditional face versus traditional heel. You know, I mean, I think there's an argument that they could have, but you know, they chose a different route. Mm-hmm. Justin, your thoughts. Uh, I definitely agree that I thought uh, what Triple H did was way, way, uh, I don't know if worse is the right word, but way lamer than what Ronda was doing because it was on TV. Um, I just don't understand the logic of talking about how you're the baddest woman, you can kick anybody's ass, and how it's scripted and fake. Well, if it's scripted and fake, then it doesn't fucking matter that you can kick anybody's ass. So what's the point of even bringing that up? And then just, and to build a match up by calling your other, uh, your opponent's moves fake. It's like, okay, well, what, what's that mean for you when something she's going to do is going to work on her? So I don't know. It's just dumb. Yeah. Now I do think you know, there was a lot of uproar about adding Charlotte to the whole situation. And we, we kind of went back and forth of that on the podcast as well. Now to Bill's point a second ago, he mentioned maybe this has been losing some steam recently. And I would agree with that as well. And I think we kind of wondered aloud on this show weeks ago, if they could carry this momentum all the way to WrestleMania, because they had such a long road to go. And I think that was a worthy question because I I do think it has been losing steam. Now having Charlotte there gives it another wrinkle that they can build off of. But if I think back now, if this was just Becky and just Rhonda, it probably would have ran out of steam even earlier. And so you know, the option of adding Charlotte to the situation, I'm definitely not as negative about. Yeah. I mean, you can see kind of both sides of the coin, right? Yeah. Because, you know, but just Becky versus Rod, they announced the match the night after the rumble, you know, Becky made her intentions known. It's like, well, 
what do you do? I mean, there's probably things you could do, and that's probably a whole different, a whole podcast, you know, to come up with creative um, for just a one-on-one scenario. Honestly, you probably would have introduced the horsewomen versus horsewomen storyline had you wanted to, but whatever. I mean, you know, that ship has sailed. Is at the same time, this has gotten convoluted. You know, I think it was Bill that said, you know, the whole thing where you know Rhonda, you know, surrenders the title so Becky gets in. Stephanie then brings Becky in, and then Rhonda says, "Oh, okay. Well, no, now I'm back." Yeah. And, oh, go ahead, Kyle. Oh no, and, and I'm going to say, you know, the argument, you know, we talked about initially with making this a three-way at Mania was, well, you know, if everyone kind of knows Rhonda's leaving, does that sort of take some of the, um, what's the word I'm looking for here, drama mm-hmm. out of the situation? I don't know if it does. You know, we wouldn't, we'll never know. But <laughs> you look at this main event coming up Sunday, or I don't know if it's the main event, but the Becky Charlotte match, gee, I mean, you got to get Becky in the match. (laughs) I mean, like this kind of seems like a foregone conclusion, right? And You know, and if they want to do the thing where they like swerve the audience and Becky somehow doesn't win Sunday, well then, you know, when are you going to do that then? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, it all does seem so convoluted. Like, First, Steph makes the announcement. This is your presumed WrestleMania main event. You're bringing you're bringing Becky back into the fold here. You're removing the the suspension, all that, and it's not in the ring. It's not. It's just her standing in front of a name tag, saying, "Ah, oh, Becky's back." Okay, and that's that's the whole announcement for your whole thing. In terms of making it a triple threat, from a pure match standpoint. Everyone wants the women to go on last. And honestly, Becky and Charlotte have earned it. They were the most intriguing feud on the main roster for a year. But if it, was, if it wasn't a triple threat, if it was just Ronda and one of these women, is that a WrestleMania main event match? That's an eight-minute match. It's not going to be very good. I like Ronda a lot. But to say she could have a 25-minute WrestleMania match with a year in the business, not a person on the history in the history of the business could do that. So you had to introduce another layer. It just, okay, Becky won the Rumble, but for some reason she needs to win to get in. And if she loses, she's done. Does that mean she's fired? Does that mean she's just not in the main event? Like you just said done with no explanation. I just... It, it, it had such intrigue. I was so interested in where this could go, and now I'm frustrated with it. I, like so many things, WWE, at the end, all the pieces are going to be in the right place, right? Yeah. Like at first when Charlotte was introduced, I was kind of – and I was watching the thing progress. I was like, are we not going to get full-blown heel Ronda? Because that kind of stinks. And now we are, so that's good. But then it's like, well, okay, if you do that, then – what's the deal with Charlotte? You know, you kind of got, I I guess for Becky, it's just, it's kind of two separate storylines for her to conquer at once. Um, But at the end of the day, Becky should beat Ronda. Yeah. That should end at Mania. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't know. But like I said, there's an argument for both ways. It's, you know, like so many things in life, people who like just pound their fists and say, it has to be this way, you know, I don't agree with those kind of people. Well, let's parlay this right into the WWE Fastlane preview. I think we've been harping on two of the biggest stories going into the show, so we might as well preview the show right here off the bat. Um, Before we get to that, though, I do want to throw out a special shout-out to some friends of the show. Uh, We're going to be having one of the men responsible for this 
on the broadcast here in the next couple of weeks to talk about it. Um, but we're talking about Mania Crawl. So, guys, if you're heading to WrestleMania weekend in New York and New Jersey, you need to check out maniacrawl.com. Something you're going to want to check out. Um, I wish I would have known about this last year, guys, when we were in New Orleans, because we could have had a hell of a good time with these guys. This is the sixth year they've done Mania Crawl. It's an annual event that coincides with the biggest pro wrestling show of the year. Um, they bring hundreds of wrestling fans together from the, around the world for one jaw-dropping, eyebrow-raising, trailblazing bar crawl. Doesn't that sound like a good time? A wrestling bar crawl with hundreds of other wrestling fans. So the event is free to participate in, but they are raising money for a good cause, Connor's Cure and the Children's Hospital. So this year's Mania Crawl will be held in Hoboken, New Jersey on Sunday, April 7th, immediately prior to WrestleMania 35. Uh, now, although the event is free to participate in, you can purchase a VIP ticket that includes a T-shirt, a koozie, and bus tickets from Hoboken to MetLife Stadium. It's $45. They're going fast. So check it out at maniacrawl.com. Alternatively, you can pick up strictly a Mania Crawl bus ticket, which solely includes transportation to MetLife Stadium for $20. Think about it. It's probably cheaper than your Uber. We experienced the uh, surge rates with Uber in New Orleans last year. I think a $20 ticket to drink all day and get to WrestleMania. That's a pretty good deal. So check that out, maniacrawl.com. And then lastly, if you want to strictly make a donation to benefit the funds raised for Connor's Cure by Mania Crawl, you can also do that on the website. Um, again, get all the de details at maniacrawl.com. We hope to have Jamie on for a special interview here on Top Rope Nation in the coming weeks. He's the guy who puts this all together. If you watch the uh, WWE 24 special on WrestleMania 34, they actually interviewed him on that documentary about Mania Crawl. So looking to get him on Top Rope Nation, talk about how this kind of all came together and what they have planned this year. So definitely just wanted to throw a special shout out to them and what they're doing. It's a good cause, something to do to get you ready for WrestleMania 35. All right, so Hoboken, WWE, the home of Yola Tengo. What's that? The home of Yola Tengo, Hoboken, Hoboken yeah. New Jersey. There you go. And Yola Tengo. <laughs> All right, Fast Lane, Cleveland, Ohio. Kyle Ross in the building. The kickoff show. Rey Mysterio taking on Andrade. These guys have been involved in the U.S. title picture recently by the way what did you guys think of that four-way on smackdown this week with the, the title change i'm not sure people were expecting that on tuesday night samoa joe finally getting his hands on some main roster gold your thoughts justin on samoa joe winning the title i like it i think it's a good uh, good use for him especially you know with the rumors of where it might be leading um and i think these past two weeks have been probably my most enjoyable uh r-truth matches yeah uh, yeah that's true kyle yeah, U.S. title is a good spot for Small Joe. Great yeah. sell of the six one nine he had in that match too. Yeah. So the 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 rumor direction is Joe versus Cena at Mania, which I think we could all get into. Um, we've been talking on the show for a while. What's what's John Cena going to do at WrestleMania? I like it. What do you think about Joe versus Cena, Bill? Uh, you'll never find a bigger Joe fan than me, but I will say that I was really looking forward to. Uh, to truth Cena at WrestleMania. I, I just really wanted that. I would like to know prior to the last two weeks what Justin's favorite R-Truth matches were. I would really be interested <laughs> to find out about that. Yeah, uh, it'll be good. I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cool matchup. It's one of those things. Every now and then when I'm feeling frustrated with watching WWE, I just go like the first four guys in the Elimination Chamber. 
like, oh, I'm watching Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles right now. Like, this is stuff I didn't think I was going to get to see five years ago. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so with these two, then, I guess the cast-offs from that four-way match with Mysterio and Andrade definitely should be a hell of a good match. Relegated to the kickoff show, it makes you have a reason to tune in. Um, who do we think is going to go over here? Any any thoughts right off the bat on who's going to win? Because for me, I don't see an I don't see an obvious winner. I think it's going to be a great match. I'm not sure the winner matters that much in the end. Um, Kyle, who do you think is going over? This is the hardest call I think on the entire card. And here's the key: I'm interested in what you guys all think. I don't think these guys get a one on one match at Mania. They've done it a couple of times now, and I love they, you know, like you know, Andrade Mysterio four at WrestleMania. Like I don't think it has the same, you know, if they're going to do it on the pre-show and then again. The the issue, I mean, that card, man. I mean, Justin, you texted a few days ago, maybe a week ago, where that card's at now. (laughs) I mean, if, if you're not in a title match and you're not like one of the real big names, I mean. Good luck getting your own match. I was thinking initially these guys might be in a four-way with Joe for the U.S. title. You know, maybe like with Mustafa Ali or something. But, I mean, if they're going the Joe Cena route, obviously these guys are, you know, out, you know, out to lunch. So, um, if they want to blow the feud off, then obviously Ray wins. Um, Ray has not gotten the win yet. Um, but they could just have Andrade win here and kind of keep it going on TV and Ray can just win later. Um, I'm not sure it does win. Uh, matter uh like ryan said i will go with ray because it's a kickoff show and they'll want to get the crowd into it all right i I, you know what i'm gonna go with ray too because i had no idea who to pick here and i'm just gonna go along with kyle ross it's always a safe bet justin yeah i wish they could have their moment in the sun at mania but there's not going to be enough room um so i have a feeling this is going to be kind of a blow off to uh, a really good string of matches between the two so i'm going ray mysterio all right, Bill. I'm gonna I'll I'll break the streak here. I'll say Andrade because wins and losses, especially for Rey Mysterio, a loss means he's still an attraction. That it hurts him in no way. If Andrade can at least come out on TV and say, I beat Ray at a pay-per-view, I know they're not building him maybe the thought I, the way I thought they were going to a couple of weeks ago, but he is still it's it's Rey Mysterio. It is a pay-per-view, even if it's the pre-show. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Andrade here. It is amazing how good Ray has looked in this comeback run, given the, his knee his knee situation and his age. I, I am just stunned. Ray looks better than when he was heavyweight champ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a fine wine, man. He gets better with age. Ray Mysterio is remarkable. I agree. Uh, I think the this next match we're going to talk about uh, is maybe the easiest one to predict of the night. Well. Behind the Becky situation, although like like Kyle was saying, you know, they, they could throw a curveball there. But this one seems pretty straightforward to me, and that is the Usos defending the tag titles against Shane and the Miz. Uh, the Miz's father is going to be there at ringside, so I'm sure Kyle's going to be buying him an adult beverage before the show. Uh, I think there will be a Mr. Hero chance in the building. Do you guys have Mr. <laughs> Hero out there in Iowa or is that only in Ohio? I think it's only an Ohio thing. Uh, I don't think so. Justin? I've never heard of it. Uh, okay. I don't. I don't know what is that. His fan. It's a sandwich, like a sandwich chain around here. Okay. Um, his family owns a couple. So you got those in Philadelphia? Uh, we don't really. Uh, 
You got good sandwiches in Philly. Yeah, you don't, I was gonna say, you don't need a lot of local delis. Whenever yeah. I see someone is like, I went to Subway today. I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just lose it. It's sad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think you know, this is obviously going to set up the Miz and Shane for Mania. I, I think this is the, the easiest call of the night. Some kind of double cross here involving the father. Um, and so, yeah, the Usos retain. Uh, Bill? Yeah, it, it's got to be the Usos. Um, I'm entertained by anything the Miz does. I've been enjoying this. The way Shane is suddenly booked like he's a he's a legend when he was really just the guy who got his ass kicked and then would take some crazy bump. And now <laughs> like guys like the undertaker has to sell for him. I find funny, but uh, this'll be, this'll be entertaining. The Usos are always good, but it's got to go that way. Right? Like Usos retain something happens and it sets up Miz and Shane. Absolutely. Justin. Um, I was actually kind of torn, but now you guys have can kind of convinced me to, to go that same route. I'll go Usos. And by the way, legit, I had Subway today. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have as many options out here, though, Bill. <laughs> Although I haven't had Subway in quite a long time, but it actually sounds good. I like Subway. Love a footlong <laughs> meatball, man. <laughs> uh, Kyle, any other thoughts on this one? This match is going to be quite over in the building. I think it's the sleeper match of the night, quite frankly. They had a pretty good one last month, the Elimination Chamber. I expect this one to be better, and yeah, it's going to be really over in the building. With, this is going to be super over. But I'm really interested who turns on who. How does that go? Who's the heel in the Miz Shane feud? Same. I mean, I think I think it's going to be the Miz, but uh, we'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see. We will see. Um, all right. So another tag team match, the women's tag team champions. So uh, on our Elimination Chamber preview show, I got this one wrong because I had picked uh, Tamina and Nia Jax to win the titles. I wanted to see the Boston Hug connection chasing. Instead, what? they are the reigning champions. Well, hold on. I want to give us all kind of an excuse out of that because I think that was kind of the consensus. We yeah, all we all nope. kind of went that direction, nope. did we? No, oh, not Justin. No, not not Joint. Just, I love Justin. I love you, Justin. <laughs> Joint, all my heart and soul. Um, you know, Ryan, I think it's not a – we were all in agreement, though, that the end point was Sasha and Bailey getting right. Like that was – like yeah. You know, kudos to them for doing the right thing. I, I didn't mind being wrong in that situation because, you know, Ryan, I'm not going to speak for you, or, or maybe I will. And please correct me if I'm wrong. I kind of picked Nye and Tamina base because I'm like, well, you know, that's kind of how the WWE books. They'll have, you know, they'll make the babyface team chase. Yeah. Really, if you step back and you look at booking 101, you know, <laughs> to quote Triple H, if you want to establish a title, you really want a strong first act to be. The champions, obviously, right? And so it's a much better idea to go with Sasha and Bailey as the first champ than, say, have Nia and Tamina hold it for a month and then lose it to him. Mm -hmm. I think that was Justin's point, too, when he made the pick. Wasn't it, Justin? You, the the yeah. imagery of them being the first champions? That, yeah, because that, they get to say that for the rest of their careers now. And yeah. I don't think he wanted Tamina to be able to say that. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, now you we... know my feelings on Tamina Snooker. <laughs> Kyle has often said she is the greatest women's wrestler in the history of the promotion. Oh, I've said that, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> or the exact opposite. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, we get the match here. We thought maybe previously, like you said, it was, was going to be the, the other team chasing, but instead they're defending. Um, I don't 
I don't like the idea of, of hot shotting the titles to another team already. So I'm going to go okay. with uh, Bailey and Sasha retaining Bill. Yeah, because the only thought would be, and you know, the way this show is booked, no one has any idea what anyone else is doing. So they could very well go with the exact same angle we think is going to happen uh, with uh, with Miz and Shane. But I, I, I don't see it. What else are Sasha and Bailey going to be doing at Mania unless it's either defending the titles or fighting each other? So I, I don't see any other way for this to go, uh, considering everything else that's going to happen on the card. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Justin. Yeah, I'd say this is probably my lock of the night for the boss and hug connection. Ooh, getting confident there. All right, Kyle. What a terrible name, by the way. <laughs> it, doesn't, just, it doesn't roll off the tongue. Does no, it? it's doesn't. not. Rock and sock rhymes. Like, <laughs> boss and hug does not. It's very simple. <laughs> for all the reasons I laid out moments ago, you, you don't want to, you know, you put the titles on the right team to start the belts. You're not taking them off this early. Uh, I wonder if Sasha and Bailey, or the Boss and the Hug Connection, as they're sometimes known, will be defending these titles Mania Weekend on NXT Takeover. Well, they did recently return to NXT, so because what you you don't want to relegate these titles to the pre-show like their first yeah. Mania, right? Because that kind of like downgrade. You know, I know that there's all this hand wringing about pre-show what it means. I don't, you know, I think I, I don't poo-poo anything for getting on that i don't think it's a big deal but some people do and there would be an outcry if that match was on the pre-show what act is there on the main roster for them to defend against that would justify a quote unquote main show match that's true but man how pissed would you be if you were them and they're like yeah you know instead of wrestling they in front of eighty thousand fans at mania you're gonna go to the barclay center and go in front of fifteen thousand. I, I know like the hardcore fans would think it's cool their nxt return and stuff they might too they love that i mean you know i don't know I mean, that's, right? that's a discussion yeah the uh the, the bellas uh, there you go that's interesting that that is there you go yeah the NXT shows in Brooklyn, right? Mm -hmm. so that's like a return to the scene of their, you know, epic match. Mm -hmm. uh, I could see that. I could see yeah. that. Uh, Lita Trish is the only thing I could see happening at Mania. That it being the the icons versus the next generation. Yeah. I, I mean, in all due respect to like an act like the Iconics. Yeah. That's that's not like I don't see them. And plus, here's another thing too. If they're doing the Women's Battle Royal again. Oh, yeah. That's. Four women's matches then? Because you're going to have the Raw women's and the SmackDown women's title. Look, I'm not against it. Are you going to do four women's matches at WrestleMania? I don't know. It's, it's an interesting discussion. I I didn't even think of it, but I, I could see it happening with the NXT angle. Um, yeah, and they showed sure. up. Them, I mean, you know, did they, they show did, up? There to, they were just on NXT yeah. TV. I forgot They showed up there to wave. I mean, you know, I mean, was it there to just hug Izzy? I mean, you know. <laughs> Yeah, this is, you know, this discussion, though, is making me even more certain that they're going to retain the titles because I, I see them defending against someone from the past, like the Bellas, like Lita and Trish. And if, if you put the titles on Tamina and, and Nia, then it's just going to be another rematch where then you go back to doing the same match. And I don't see I don't really see that happening. 
So yeah, I'm 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 going maybe I'll sound stupid next week. I'm going along with Justin now. I, I'm thinking this is more and more of a lock that they retain. But uh I, I do think they're gonna defend against someone from the past rather than a than a current team. Bring back some stars. Okay. Yeah, that, I think that's the only way they get they get this on the main roster, and they may want they, they may very well want to do that to get the titles over. Yeah. Um, all right. Speaking of women's matches, let's go right into Oscar versus Mandy Rose, and this one has some interesting storyline in reality because of what happened at a house show uh, just under a week ago, where Mandy, I guess, dropped Oscar on her head. There was yeah, a scary moment. Where they... I thought that was Twitter getting out of hand. Well, they did stop the match. They so did. No, no, they did. It. But I mean, I, I mean, I think like the fault being like you know, Mandy being labeled you know for that brief moment. Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I'm not saying whose fault it was. I'm yeah. not saying whose fault it was. But that's what happened. She had mm -hmm. her up. She fell yeah. on her head. Yeah. And so, this this one's interesting. I mean, they're very high on Mandy. I think Mandy has been awesome in recent weeks. She's come a long ways. Uh, she had the surprise win over Asuka, you know, to to get the title shot. <sighs> I, I do think there's a chance she could win the title here. Um, I, I don't think I would pick it, but I don't think this is a lock that Oscar retains. Uh, where are you guys at with this one, Bill? Uh, I'm trying to think, because this pay-per-view, the whole point, like it, you're just thinking, okay, what does it set up? Because that's the whole point of this pay-per-view is to set up the next one. And either way, I just don't see much for either because so much emphasis is on uh, is on the Raw Women's Title, mm -hmm. um, man. If if Mandy Rose wins, they might have to chain Corey Graves down. That'll, <laughs> my God, um, I gotta go, Oscar. Just be. I don't. I don't see the possibility of Mandy Rose yet. All right, Kyle. Bill brings up an interesting point. We really don't know what they have planned on the SmackDown side for the Women's Title, and it really kind of almost feels like the WWE Women's Intercontinental Title. At this mm -hmm. point, compared to the Raw side, uh, you know, there's been a lot of banding about about Lacey Evans getting that shot. Um, I, I do not see them putting the title on Mandy Rose, though. I think they've done a decent job building her up as a contender. I think this, I, I think this match will be okay, but yeah, I don't. Asuka has more legs as champion. Yeah, I think is what it comes down to. I guess my point is that they're very high on Mandy and she's mm -hmm. done some good work in, in recent weeks. So they want to shake it up because nobody's really talking about the SmackDown yeah. women's title picture. But like I said, I, I would pick Asuka. I just think there's like a kind of a small chance. Yeah, I agree with you based on the, just like how overwhelming I think we're going to all feel on some of these winners throughout the show that, you know, some that we've talked about, some that we've gotten to. This is one where I think they're, you know... This feels like the opportunity to to do a to surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mr. Joint. Uh, you guys are all really smart and I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'll go, I'll go Oscar as well, but yeah, I think Lacey Evans is the challenger and waiting just based on what they've been doing with her on TV, which is not a whole lot of anything, but she's been placed in a position of importance. I think, Months ago, we were speculating maybe they'd bring Alexa Bliss over or something to give her something to do at Mania, but she hasn't been wrestling much uh, recently, so I don't really see that happening. So I would bet on Asuka retaining and then something with Lacey Evans probably for Mania if we're looking for what they're setting up. Um, all right, the Raw, tag, the Raw tag titles, the Revival against Aleister Black and Ricochet versus Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Um, 
I wanted to kind of get into a discussion here on what we think about Black and Ricochet being a tag team because they've been great since they've been brought up. But are they wasting them by putting them in a tag team? I'm going to go right to Justin because I know he's a big fan of Aleister Black. Justin, what do you think about them just being in this tag team every week rather than getting singles runs? Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day because I was annoyed that they got grouped together. Um, They're such special talents and, and really unique to WWE. But then I was thinking about like if you did bring them up individually, I mean, what would they be doing right now? Who would they be feuding with? And I couldn't really come up with anything real good, especially leading into this WrestleMania where there's not really going to be a spot for them to have singles matches. Um, so it doesn't bother me as much now thinking of them as a tag team, especially because they're pretty great as a tag team. That little flippy thing they did at the end of the match was <laughs> freaking awesome. Um, so at first it bothered me. Not as much now. It's obvious. I, I think it's obvious. It's not a long-term situation. Mm-hmm. Phil. Uh, yeah, I was uh, again. My buddy who I went to Raw with was asking me, like, "Are these two a tag team in NXT or something? Like, what's the what's why are they together?" I was like, "No, it's kind of a surprise to me too." And then I watched as they set up the Dusty Classic. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be a team together in that, and it started to make a little more sense. And I think in the last NXT, they compared them to. Uh, the first Dusty winners, Joe and Balor. And it's like, oh, okay. And then you can point to they weren't a team, but they joined up for it. And now when you look, okay, the U.S. champ, the IC champ, you draw the correlation there. So I like it. I think it's it, it's a good way to introduce them. If nothing else, they're they're on TV and they're doing something, which is more than like I think I was listening on your last show, like EC3. He's just staring in mirrors. That's mm-hmm. that's his thing. Like that. That's okay. Cool. 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 Right. I mean, they are coming across well, yeah, uh, uh, for sure. They're coming across as big deal. So I think when they when they do split them up, people already kind of have it in their mind. These are special talents going, you know, going by what Justin said. Uh, Kyle. Yeah, I think it's tied to you know, piggyback off what Bill said. It's them teaming on the main rosters kind of tied to them teaming on NXT television for the next couple of weeks. Uh, don't think they get the titles here, though. Mm-hmm. I think they will be the team not involved in the fall. I'm um, actually kind of, you know, sometimes, you know, we talk about, ah, the traditionalist in me doesn't like three ways, but this is a situation where I think it's actually a good idea that they brought Root and Gable in, even though it's just because they're going to be the ones who take the fall, presumably, because you don't want to beat Alistair Black and Ricochet this early. Right. So um, based on the way the revival have been booked, you can argue that it's not a great way that they've been booked since winning the title. But, you know, I assume they retain here by pinning um, either Root or Gable. I agree. Um, I think they retain uh, the Revival, keep the titles as do we, well. Do, do they then do Revival versus Black and Ricochet at WrestleMania? I could see that. It's a good way to get them on the card. Yeah. See, remember, Heavy Machinery is the challenger. It's probably I, they, yeah. like, they like the one big, uh, you what know. Is, yeah. A demolition Derby ladder match. Maybe it's a tag match in that situation. Yeah, that's true. Because that be a- there's so many tag teams that aren't doing anything. Like the Ascension were on TV this week. <laughs> yeah, like, something tells me the Ascension will be out in the first three minutes. Yeah. of Battle Royal. I have yeah. a, I have a it, I personally think the the SmackDown tag team match is going to get that treatment at WrestleMania because they I have Justin Joints where his heads at there again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting, but I yeah, I could I could see them getting in the, in the title match. It's a good way to get them on the WrestleMania card. I'd I'd rather have them on the card than Heavy Machinery. So we shall see. Um, so are you guys picking Revival to retain then, Bill and Justin? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then let's take it to which we've already kind of extensively talked about this situation, but the Charlotte Becky match, which logically, of course, makes no sense. Right. Becky has to win to get into the WrestleMania match, even though she won the Royal Rumble. So there's all kinds of issues with that. And what is um, Vince? I guess Vince just co-signed off on this, you know, dropping the suspension. Yeah. So like, yeah, if the, if the suspension has been dropped, she won the Royal Rumble. Like, why does she have to beat Charlotte to get into the match? It makes no sense. And but Charlotte did nothing to get in and she's going to lose and then still be in the WrestleMania main <laughs> event. I, I... So to many problems. Honest, yes. There is an argument. You know, okay. I think, you know, those people out here that were dead set on it being Ronda versus Becky one-on-one, you know, if you want to take their side for a moment here, you know, if this match were just to get in to the main event and be the one and only challenger to Ronda, would that be better? Yes, I think it would be better because then it'd be like, not, it's not Becky, like having to win the match. To get in the match, she's already in the match, but she can get rid of Charlotte. So that gives yeah. it a better dimension. Because from Charlotte's character's perspective, why would she try here? You know, I know I'm being kayfabe Kyle for a moment. But, you know, I mean, like, if Charlotte, like, is getting in trouble, I mean, like, should she just, like, lay down and say, well, screw it, I'm going to Mania anyway? Or is, I mean, the idea that, well, it'll be easier if it's just one-on-one? You'd think, like, if, you know, if wrestling was real, it'd be almost be easier in a triple threat because you got someone else that's going to be going after Ronda too, right? Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the Lesnar theory. Like, Lesnar can only lose triple threats, you know? We're going to beat <laughs> somebody else, and you would think Ronda, it would be the same idea. It's like what I would do in uh, N64 No Mercy, you know, in a triple threat. Let the other two beat the hell out of each other and then run <laughs> in the ring and get the pin. Is that what you guys used to do on those games? Just, Just me. sit there and flex and get your special yeah, that's up. That's right, then. exactly, man. So... Yeah, no, I think I think Becky wins here, um, and uh, that's that. Justin, I think this is going to get even more convoluted, and I think Charlotte's going to win. I, I I read somewhere that they have like more twists on the way, and I mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to wait to put Becky in this match until the week before, two weeks before Mania. <sighs> you know what could they could do? No contest. If this doesn't go on last, it's going to be a convoluted fit. If it goes on last, then it's a shoe in Becky's winning. Yeah. But, you know, folks, when you're watching home, if, if this doesn't get put on last, it might be – like, I could see Ronda coming down and, like, just causing a no contest. And maybe, like, it'd be super lame. But, like – and I know then, again, that's them ignoring a stipulation where Becky had to win to get in. But, mm-hmm. like, that could be the way they get them both in. I don't think it's going to go on last because if the women are main eventing mania and I, I feel like you got to put the shield in the main event. So I don't, I don't think it's going to go on last. I'd be, I'd be very surprised if this the is shield the must pose. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> we'll get to that one here in just a minute, but I hope they don't have more twists and turns. Let's just, let's get to Becky in the match here. Um, I'll go with Becky Lynch where the rest of you picking. Charlotte Fleer. <laughs> That's a breaking kayfabe again. Man. She keeps her kayfabe first name, but gets the gets the last yeah. name. Um, gee, 
I'm really thinking it's like some sort of schmoz, like, like a Ronda interference. Uh, like Becky has the disarmor in, and uh, we get some sort of Ronda comes down, but actually attacks Charlotte to keep it a one on one, something like that, something stupid, and then more twists along the way. Kyle, who are you taking? Becky will not lose. But you're not saying she'll win either, huh? She either wins or it's a schmoz. Okay. All we, right. need a, we need to have a historical analyzation, by the way, of multi-person main event matches at WrestleMania on this program. <laughs> I think we should just reenact them with like a, a screencast of yeah, because, revenge or uh, no mercy on the N64. Yeah. Let's just let's just do that. Because <laughs> you know the two the other two three ways that have closed didn't feel as convoluted as this one does. Yeah. That four-way match at Mania 16, I could go on for a while about that. Foley mm. was robbed. Yeah, I shouldn't have been in the match at all. Hey, I hated that. Yeah, I did not. Not a fan of that one. Yeah. A worker in every match at WrestleMania 16, but a McMahon in every corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, I just this popped my head. Bill, are you going to Mania? You're not too far away. I am, uh, as of now, no. But I, as as people who may know me uh, know, I, I I find my way into things. I I, <laughs> I hear I, that I, about you. I somehow, <laughs> I somehow <laughs> have made friends in places who suddenly, like two days before, just go, "Hey, yeah, I got that for you." So I uh, I could very well end up going to WrestleMania, but uh, it's doubtful at this point. Okay. Just curious. All right. You're probably your your attendance at Mania is probably tied to who wins that Boston Hug Connection match. It it really is. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go to uh the WWE title match, Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens. This was another big story that we didn't get to talk about last week yeah. while I was out sick, and that's Kofi Kingston, you know, getting removed from the match. Some people were on Twitter complaining and stuff like Guys, to quote Kyle Ross, have you never watched professional wrestling before? <laughs> it's pretty clear Kofi Kingston that is going to be in the WrestleMania match against Daniel Bryan. Um, I also thought it was interesting because if Kofi was in this match, you could make the argument that he needed to win the title. And then on our last show, we had Andrew Zarian on from Matt Men. And if you guys, the listeners of the show, if you remember, Andrew said that he had talked to someone in merchandising and they were making a lot of replica belts of Daniel Bryan's new title belt to sell at Mania. And so he was pretty certain Bryan was going to hold the title then going into Mania. Or why are they making these belts? And that was before the change was made for Fastlane. Fast forward, they make the change for Fastlane. It's like, all right, they're going to do Kofi at WrestleMania. To me, it's pretty obvious. So Brian's got to retain here. For Owens, I wonder how he felt here. And like, all right, you're going to be in the WrestleMania main event. Well, sorry, we're going to push that up to Fastlane. You talk convoluted. Again, that ugly word comes up here because this is a match that I feel that should not be happening. Like, I get that you have to have a, you know, since Brock isn't working, you have to have one of the world title matches on the show, but it's a tricky spot. And to go back to something I said at the top, I'm glad I remembered this, at the top of the show about how people don't want to see the Shield fight or, or, you know, work against each other. There is a, you know, I think we've discussed it on on text, the idea of, okay, how are you going to get out of this with Kevin Owens, who you've 
just brought in a face as a face back as a face in an awkward spot, which is a total heel spot where he stole Kofi's title match. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, that was not the cleanest way to introduce a guy who's been a heel his entire run and is now a baby face. So how are you going to kind of, you know what Brian, Brian's going to obviously right. Look, good spoiler. I'm thinking Dana Brian's going to retain, taking on Kofi and mania, but what do you do with Kevin Owens here? You've got to do something to kind of like not just kill his momentum right out of the gate. And a lot of people are talking about, oh, well, Sami Zayn can come back and cost Owens the title. That makes sense because it would keep Owens strong. I don't want to see Owens and Zayn feud again, though. That's booking on a treadmill to me. Mm -hmm. It is, but I do love the idea of those two getting a WrestleMania match. Like, I would love to see them one-on-one at Mania, even though the angle isn't something I'm all that interested in because I've seen it three, four, a hundred times. Justin? Um, Yeah, I don't think Kevin Owens can just lose straight away. Is there any chance we have two triple threat matches at WrestleMania where he gets involved in that match too? Um, Otherwise, I think... However, he loses is a lead into what his match at WrestleMania is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the likely scenario, I think, because it sucks for Kevin Owens being put in this kind of like placeholder match when he was going to be in a featured match. And they, they built up his return quite a bit. I think for him, the ceiling's pretty high right now, and they don't want to ruin that. So, yeah, I agree. I, he's not going to win here, but uh, the finish needs to do something for his direction for me. I'm interested to see the crowd heat for this. I mean, people hear, oh, Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens. It'll be great. And, and you know, they haven't worked against each other in WWE, have they? If they have, I certainly don't remember it. Mm. They, had the, they had the feud when he first came back, when Daniel first came back, but Zayn was involved too. I don't know if they ever had a one-on-one. Oh, that's right. That's right. Obviously, they worked, yeah, they worked together in that tag team match. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what am I, an idiot? Yeah, at Mania last year. Um, but yeah, I don't think they've ever had a one-on-one match. I am not sure. But sure. anyway, um, you know, it, it's a just such a tricky spot, like to see, like for <laughs> because like the crowd wants Kofi in that spot. So are they like really cheering for the babyface to win here? I'm really interested to see what the heat's like in the building for this. Yeah. No, it's, it is kind of a death spot for Kevin Owens. So it'll be interesting how they book it. So Brian retaining across the board, I assume, everybody. Yeah. All right. So the, the interesting thing about this Shield reunion match against Corbin McIntyre and Lashley is, do we think the Shield stands tall or do we break up the Shield right away? And does this finish lead into Ambrose versus Reigns at WrestleMania? Let's throw it to the panel. Kyle, since you're going to be there, you think you're going to see the Shield standing tall or do you think they're going to break up right away? Shield will stand tall at the show. If they do the Ambrose heel turn, which again, I'm not, I mean, I guess if he's just leaving, who cares? But um, that would be on Raw. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, you know, again, if if Becky's and Charlotte is it gonna go on last, you don't think it's gonna go on last. If it doesn't, then I think it's gonna be this that goes on last. Um, you know, Roman right now is pretty red hot. Uh, I think you you send the crowd home with a feel-good moment, and the shield just wins. All right, Bill. Yeah, it's. I I would like to see what they could do with an angle here, but like we've said all night, it's at this point the shield is 
this is just a nostalgia act. Maybe they get to Ambrose Reigns, uh, but uh, this match I see ending with, yep, the three of us, let's do the fists, and that's how we go off the air. Yeah, I could see them doing a finish where they win, but there's there's like some kind of hint to animosity between Ambrose and Reigns. Because I, I do think Reigns-Ambrose is likely where they're going for Mania. Justin? Yeah, um, obviously I wouldn't be surprised if they just go for the feel-good shield win. But if you're going to go with Ambrose and uh, Reigns at WrestleMania... I don't know. I'd probably give the rub to one of the, you know, the heels getting the victory over the shield and let them win. Then they can claim they broke up the shield. Well, it'll be interesting because they really have two directions they can go, right? You got, if they want Rollins to win the title from Lesnar and to have like the shield come out and congratulate him and do like a shield moment where they celebrate the universal title, they could do that. I could see that happening too. Um, but with Reigns and his Mania match, I. I don't see a whole lot of possibilities outside of Ambrose. Had they kept Drew McIntyre strong instead of inexplicably weakening him around December, that would be your perfect guy. Oh, yeah. Yep. Undefeated, dominated. You know, I've rolled through everybody this whole year. You well, that's, mania. that's why I was kind of thinking you put him over in this match and he can say he broke up the shield for a second time. Let him go. I can tell you one thing. There's only two guys in this match who are going to get pinned it's going to either be ambrose or uh corbin nobody else is taking the l in this yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's correct that's correct yeah uh bill any closing thoughts on this one before we pick winners officially uh, I, I mean i just for i can't the 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 team that the shield is facing is just three guys i have so little interest in at this point they're all three guys who i believe have potential it's just They've deflated all of them uh, beyond belief. I, I don't see really any way this ends with uh, anything but Shield standing tall. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Shield as well. Uh, across the board, Shield victories. Justin, Kyle. Yep. Thumbs up. All right. So that is WWE Fastlane Sunday. We'll be talking about it next week on the show and, and all the fallout as we finally hit the last few weeks before WrestleMania 35 couple other things to address before we hit the road this week. Uh, the other day, obviously, we had the death of King Kong Bundy, who main evented, I guess, kind of main evented, three locations, WrestleMania 2 with uh, Hogan. And so for me, if you wanted to share some memories around the horn on him, because I think he deserves a mention, which, by the way, I don't know how this guy is in the WWE Hall of Fame, but uh, King Kong Bundy is a, is a pop culture not phenomenon, but people know him. I mean, I remember seeing him on like Married with Children when I was a kid, and that was one of my first introductions to him because I wasn't really old enough to remember his his big run with the WWF. But when you look back and he has feud with Hogan, obviously a major star. And so, God, not not very old. It sucks to see another guy from that era of wrestling gone way too soon. Kyle, your uh, your thoughts on King Kong Bundy? Apparently it tweeted earlier that day. Uh yeah, he was a big star. I mean, you know, main eventing WrestleMania is a really big deal. You know, even as, you know, after today, like, you know, we talk about, you know, well, what's the main event in today's manias? They don't really build that, you know, maybe sometimes there's been some manias where they don't build one match as a specific main event. But, you know, that's something you can never get take away from the guy. He main evented at WrestleMania. He was a big star before he came to WWE in both Mid-South and World Class. Um, you know, he wasn't the top 
heel, you know, necessarily um, for any length of time in any one promotion. But, you know, it was a big deal. That angle that he did with Hogan in 86 really was the first time they did that with Hogan. You know, we saw that a lot in later years with Earthquake and, you know, a lot of other guys, but no one had laid Hogan out and, like, you know, set Hogan up to, you know, do a stretcher job out. Oh, my God, is Hulkamania over? Will he ever return? That was the first time they ever did that. It was a big deal on that Saturday night's main event. Yeah. And, you know, if you're going to draw up the perfect 80s heel, Bundy had like the perfect yes. look. I mean, this is this guy looks like your stereotypical, excellent, you know, bar none, great wrestling heel. And he, he just had the look. Justin. Man, Andre stole his gimmick singlet. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Any any memories on, on your part? Oh, no, it just you know, watching WrestleMania two as a kid, he he was really scary. And talk about you know, uh, easier times when you just have the bad guy crush the good guy's ribs, and you go to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yep, Bill. Uh, you know, I I don't really remember a ton of Bundy uh, when he was active. Really, like when he came back, I guess in '94, I remember a bit. But when like when you you called him, uh, you know, a known name in pop culture, like oh, what are you, King Kong Bundy? Like that's a thing. People know the name King Kong Bundy, and he's from where I'm from in New Jersey. Like he went to uh, the high school my parents went to. So he's kind of a local celebrity in my hometown uh, and around this area. And everyone who's met him was just like, yeah, he was a, a genuinely cool guy. He was a fun guy to talk to. And so that's kind of what I know about Bundy is that people enjoyed being around him. Yeah, I've, I've read some stuff from some guys I know that have interacted with him in podcasting and wrestling conventions. and They all had great things to say about him. He was one of the most personable pro wrestlers they had ever met. So it makes the loss all the worse. So definitely thoughts out to his family and uh, a legend in the business for sure. Um, lastly, wanted to talk about this word broke very recently. The NXT champion, Tommaso Ciampa. Now, Bill was shedding some tears before we went live. <laughs> Neck fusion surgery is going to be out for a long, long time. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with that NXT title belt now headed into Brooklyn. Um, I was not happy when I heard about this, man. This guy is, he's done some great work. He hasn't, he hasn't wrestled since February 19th when he hurt the neck. But uh, this is a terrible, terrible loss. This guy has really come into his own. Uh, one of my favorite guys to watch on NXT or the main roster, which recently was moved up to the main roster. So, um, Bill, tell us about your emotions this week. It just, it really sucks. Cause I, I love the story that they've been telling with, uh, that they've been telling with Johnny Gargano. And this is the second, you know, time they've had to kill it because he tore his ACL the night of the breakup. And now he's got the neck injury and even with the main roster stuff, it was kind of getting weird because, okay, they're a babyface tag team. Where's this going? But you watch NXT last night, and it's, oh, yes, okay, DIY comes out, and it's a big deal. They're playing the music. You get the nostalgia of it, and then you're thinking in the back of your head, no matter where you think this is going, and I listened to your show from last week with the spoiler that, you know, where this is going is where we all kind of thought it was going to go with those two eventually meeting in uh, at NXT in Brooklyn for the title. But 
and, and now it's all wrecked. And I just wanted to see resolution to this because mm-hmm. I, I honestly, as I feel bad for Ciampa. It sucks. I feel bad for Gargano. I feel bad for the writers. They were actually telling a story. They were actually seeing something through from beginning to end, and now they won't even get to resolve it. And you don't get the Gargano moment beating him finally after the matches they had. Uh, it's just uh, I'm bummed about it. I really am. Kyle, um, does Johnny Gargano get his moment in the sun with the NXT title here now out of necessity? What do you think? Without- I have been thinking long and hard today on the old treadmill for what they should do with this. Who does he work again? You know, there's rumors that Adam Cole and Matt Riddle are the names being bandied about now. Um, it would feel a little, I'm going to throw this idea out because I have this. I'm glad you asked me this question because I, I of course, have thought for hours on this. And a little, little treadmill booking today from Kyle. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, a little treadmill booking. What if Gargano, so Gargano wins the match, okay, against whomever he works in Brooklyn. And, you know, there's a big celebration. Triple H is down there. And, you know, everyone's going crazy. Oh, Johnny's finally done it. Okay. Vince McMahon comes out and says, I'm sorry, Johnny Wrestling. You're not Johnny Box Office. And there's another NXT title match right now. And he brings out Dave Batista. <laughs> and Dave Batista kills Gargano to get at Triple H and wreck NXT. And that draws even more heat for that match. You just ruined whatever's going to happen for me now because that's what I want to see happen. That's, Can you that's... imagine the heat when when saliva oh, hits in that building? We're talking oh, about Batista walks out. We're I'll walk about... <laughs> Like that's that 70s, I can't believe I got out of there alive heat. Like one of them yeah. nerds in Brooklyn might jump the barrier. Mm-hmm. How dare you, Drax? Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously Batista would like maybe at the at – the, um, at the uh, June takeover, which apparently is going to be a standalone takeover now because they moved Money in the Bank uh, up to May, um, you know, he can put Johnny over. And it wouldn't be a hard schedule for Dave because he would just have to do like one round of tapings. And doesn't he live in Florida? Or am I wrong on that? Yeah, I think so. Most guys do live in mm-hmm. Florida. No state tax. Yep. I could see that. That would be, I mean, that would be pretty because awesome. I, I, just, <laughs> I, I, just think Garga- I just think Gargano getting that win at this point because they drag I think they drag it out too long. That's me personally. I know a lot of people yeah, are yeah. but you know I just feel like him beating someone other than Champa. Okay, it's where you want to be, but it's gonna feel a little hollow and maybe you're you're gonna want to do something to jazz it up. I, I yeah I don't think the I don't think the Batista situation is very likely but man <laughs> that would definitely get people talking. Justin uh, well, once again, I, I think Bill was just in my head and said everything I was, you know, going to say. Uh, this might be the most bummed I've ever been about a, a wrestler getting injured because I'm with him. I, I, I think Kyle's wrong on hating on this on this fantastic storyline. Um, I was just really looking forward to the culmination of it at at Takeover, and and now there's just i don't know if there's a really a good way to pay it off now it's not going to mean as much you know 6 months from now or however long he's gone so it's it's really disappointing you know you you talk about other guys who got injured in the midst of runs like Rollins getting injured when he had the title we didn't know where that was going so 
and, and it probably helped them more in the long run. This one, we, we were, we're literally like, you know, a month away from the culmination of just one of the best uh, storylines WWE has ever told. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> there's no way. There's no way around it. Terrible timing. Sucks for him. Sucks for the fans. You know what it get, I, I think about? Like, so you listen to some of these pod, old, these pod, like Pritchard brought up, like, Savage had this, like, hideous staph infection going into Mania 5. And, like, if it was today, like, there's zero chance they would have let him work. Mm -hmm. Like, it's crazy, like, to think, like, you know, in the old days, you know, Paul Orndorff, there, there's always a story, like, his arm was, like, decaying during the freaking Hogan feud, but he was, like, I'm never going to make this kind of money again the rest of my life. I got to keep going. Gotta, gotta, I got to keep going. And, like, you know, he wound up with a effed up arm the rest of his life mm -hmm. because of it. It's just, it's just you know, it, it's a good thing. As much as it does suck, it is a good thing um, for the guy's health that they, they get him out. And the story I read was they kind of knew he was going to need this surgery prior to the main roster call-up, but they just thought he could get through it until yeah. Brooklyn. And mm -hmm. they reevaluated him because I've heard, hey, listen, if you're on the road every day in WWE um, and we put you in an MRI machine, you're probably going to need one of these surgeries. It's just a matter of when. Um, and they thought they could get through it and they reevaluated and no, actually, you need it now. Yeah. No shortage of things to talk about during WrestleMania season, my friends. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> Are you about to wrap it up? Because I, I have one question I want to pose to you guys. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so we're we're heading into WrestleMania where there's like three uh, potentially pretty big feel-good uh, championship winners. You, you got Seth Rollins, Kofi Kingston, and Becky Lynch. Do they actually have all three win? And if not, which one do you think loses? Hmm. I think of those three, I would think the most likely to lose is probably Kofi, if I had to choose one. Uh, Bill? You know, I was obviously, you look at the way things are going and you say, yeah, Kofi's the one who takes the L there, but I will never discount the fact that Vince could just go, LOL, Brock wins. Yeah. yeah. At any point. <laughs> any point he could just go no why yeah. it's brock he's the champ doesn't matter if he's not going to be here for six months mm -hmm. kyle what do you think they both make good points because initially i my thought when what just was asking the question went to what bill just said that anytime brock's involved you can't discount you know some politics being played behind the scenes and him keeping the title especially because you, you have roman to fall back on but i i actually do think kofi would be the most likely to lose um, just because, man, that would be terrible to like not to. What do you do with Seth if he loses? And you tell you what, you know, a cool way to cap off that really long WrestleMania weekend have Kofi win on Tuesday on SmackDown. That's true. Reward for people hanging around. I like the question. That's a good question. It's something to think about, though, for sure. I, I don't think it's likely all three would win, though. I, potentially could be one of the more feel-good WrestleManias we've had in a long time. Vince doesn't want you to feel that good. <laughs> yeah, she, but that's another podcast we'd happen. When did this company stop being a goddamn babyface promotion? Which, like it drew all, like for throughout its entire history, it drew all this money being a babyface promotion, and then they just stopped doing that. 
Yeah. Damn you, Paul Levesque. <laughs> We'd have to do like a historical retrospective. And by on the that. way, this serious research. Yeah, by the way, this isn't Top Rope Nation talking to Triple H. This is Kyle Ross talking to Paul Levesque. <laughs> is it is it the reign of doom? Like that's when it stopped? Um yeah, I mean it was triple A. I mean, think about it. He was the first heel to go yeah. over at Mania. Mm-hmm. And he was the they did not do long-term heel champions when we were growing up. That they no. it was always transitional. Um, you know, I mean, Hogan was obviously champion forever. You know, they had they did the quickie Andre thing to get the Savage. Uh, Savage turned heel and lost it pretty quick to Hogan. Hogan lost it to a babyface in Warrior. Slaughter was a quick transitional champ back to Hogan. Uh, Flair did not have a long run in 92, Rumble the Mania. You know, it, Yokozuna was really the only long-term, was the first long-term heel champion that I remember that growing up. There was in 93, and that was just because the booking got wonky with Hogan leaving. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Triple before Triple H, man, you just did not see that happening. It's true. That is that is an interesting point. The reign and of I, doom. Yes. yes. And, and I get that times change, but man, <laughs> baby faces, man. Hogan must pose. The shield must pose. Man, of all the things that Triple H had to bury, kayfabe was the worst. <laughs> maybe they want to go back to that old school stuff kyle with bruce pritchard back in the fold who knows that's yeah. possible so all right we got we got to wrap this up so bill thanks again for joining us always a pleasure oh anytime great guys this is always a great time yeah so where can our listeners find you on social media uh, i'm at billadelphia one on twitter uh you can you know follow me there broadstreethockey.com for all my hockey podcasts uh and the new one yeah uh smarks and stripes on 94wip.com awesome so yeah thanks for coming i think we we can't have it be this long between appearances so we got to get you on here again real soon sounds oh, good sounds yeah good. yeah good time so kyle i know the Justin. flyers won't be playing next month <laughs> oh i can't wait it's my i get to go on vacation early yeah yeah <laughs> there you go Kyle and Justin, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Uh, Kyle, I am going to be expecting some live takes, maybe on our Twitter account, at Top Rope Nation. Let us know what's what's going on in the building. You need to log in on your phone to the podcast account. Post some exclusive photographs. I can do that. I can do that. Selfie with Mrs. Dad. There you go. (laughs) Oh, man. I would die if I saw like a picture of you and the Mrs. Dad with a beer in hand. That would be (laughs) tremendous. I might even have to make that the new logo of the show. If that happened, at least for one week, we'll see what we could do. (laughs) See what rabbits I could pull out of my hat. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, hey, enjoy WWE Fastlane wherever you are. See if our picks hold up. Check us out at Top Rope Nation, topropenation.com. Again, iTunes, subscribe here on YouTube. Leave us a comment. Let let us know what you think of the pay per view, what you think of the show this week. And uh, stay tuned. We'll be back next Friday. With another edition of Top Rope Nation, I am Ryan Drosty for Kyle Ross, Bill Matz, and Justin Joint. Catch you guys next time. Peace.